Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? And Emily's back. I am back. (laughs) Thanks for holding the fort, Seth. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. You can tell that she's back because, of course, our hello is already (laughs) awesome. I like to make things awkward. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So this week we are talking about Doctrine and Covenants section 29. And if you have looked at this section at all, hopefully you've had had some time in here, you've been reading, you have realized that the whole first part is really like great and uplifting. And you're thinking, oh, I even put a smiley face by verse 11. Like he'll reveal himself and the power and the glory and the hosts of heaven and all the good things. (laughs) And then, then right after that, things just go really south. And I'm thinking, oh my word, how do I prepare for all of this crazy flesh eating flies and randomness that's happening. And as we got talking about this section, it became pretty evident that the answers were right there in the beginning. Um, As the Lord was preparing us and protecting us and reminding us that, hey, like all these terrible things can be happening. And guess what? You get to choose how, how it feels to you, what it looks like to you. And the facts are the facts, but how you perceive them, what the world looks like while you're in them, well, that's up to you. And so let me teach you a little bit about how to do that. Yeah. So this verse that we really loved, it just starts out, verse five, lift up your hearts and be glad for I am in your midst and am your advocate with the father. And it is his good will to give you the kingdom. And this just process of lift up your hearts and be glad So when Alicia and I were reading this and we were talking about it, she says, well, how do you lift up your heart and be glad? Because sometimes it's pretty heavy and you don't know how, you can't just say it, you got to feel it. And how, what is the process? What does that kind of look like? And how can we do that? How can we apply this? It made me go to verse seven in the same section where he says, and ye are called to bring to pass the gathering of mine elect for mine elect, hear my voice and harden not their hearts. And that reference to heart again made me think, okay, so I'm supposed to lift up my heart. I'm not supposed to harden my heart. And lately I've been having these little feelings of, you know how, I don't quite know how to explain this without throwing myself under a bus, (laughs) but you know how sometimes you are really putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable, you're doing new things, but you're, you know, it's good for you you know, the growth is good for you. You know, you know, you're getting benefits from it. I mean, they're already obvious. It's not even like long-term benefits you're going to see in a while. You're seeing the benefits now and they will only increase over time. But sometimes when I'm in that place, (laughs) like doing a podcast, especially one based on scripture and talking about my family and, and helping them, I sometimes feel like I don't fit in the bigger picture. Like I sometimes feel like, oh, well, there's these, you guys, I'm burying my soul. 
Here we go. Are you ready? You have a beautiful soul. Uh Uh-huh. You're going to see all the insights. Okay, so sometimes you feel like, or I feel like, oh, there's all these other people who are doing it so well, not necessarily better or worse, just so well. I, I think they look at me and they think that this isn't enough or it's not, I'm not doing it right. Or I don't know. I feel like I don't fit. For what reason? I have no idea. Or like I'm being judged. I don't know why. It's not actually fact. <laughs> but I don't know. My heart just starts yeah. to push away maybe to try and stay safe for oh, some yeah. reason. I don't know. And so these, I like stop listening to other podcasts about come follow me because I'm like, well, then it'll influence what I'm going to say on ours. But anyway, what it led me to realize is that I feel my heart hardening a little bit by my efforts to push good things away. And so just this week, I started to push back a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not going to take that. That's not happening in my world. I'm at least going to try and fight it. And so I started pushing back in a way that is completely not natural for me. All those those feelings and thoughts of like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to that or that bugs me or that's kind of annoying. (laughs) You know, I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because in this same scripture in verse seven, it says that the gathering of mine elect and the gathering, I mean, going to those places, listening to every come follow me podcast I can find and is where I'm going to find like-minded people. It's where protection happens right? I mean, last week on the podcast, we talked about that tortoise shell and how all of our shields of faith combined make us safer and stronger. And we're more more capable of moving forward in the work. And I visualize myself as I'm listening to these other podcasts that I've learned so much from even this week. And I love, I love the insights and the differences in how we all share and how they all fit together to create such a beautiful picture of the gospel and the opportunities that are found there. And I picture myself listening with all of you. And I think of all of our listeners listening to this podcast. And when you're listening, there are hundreds of other people listening to this same podcast and building their faith and increasing. And I imagine you all in the same room and I imagine our collective faith. And then I imagine wandering over to come follow me for us and the thousands of listeners that are over there and that faith combined is stronger and our power to protect one another and to feel the spirit and the power of God is greater. And, and then I imagine us all wandering on over to don't miss this where the millions are gathered (laughs) and we do the same thing there. And we just find each other, build each other. And, and it has been a really kind of a cool turning point for me. Just that effort, that change in my mindset of reading the scripture, reading that hardening your heart and going, wait a minute, that's not what I want. I want what verse five says, that lift up your heart and be glad. And I will always be able to lift my heart and be more glad when I'm gathered with those who are focused on the good and Christ and the light and all the peace and power that is found um, in the gospel. I love what you said because it's an example of how 
we can watch ourselves when our heart starts to harden on something and to push back a little bit. Look at that source of why you're, why you're hardening, because usually it's a direction that's the adversary wants us to go mm-hmm. and not the, where, where our heavenly father wants us to go. And because he really like gathering and being with people and, and looking for good sources always lead us to a lifted heart. Mm-hmm. So feed yourself with good sources that help lift us. It's so true. And I think one thing that stands out to me is anytime we're feeling that we don't belong somewhere that is good, that's just Satan trying to keep us from a good place. And we know that conceptually, but to actually put it into practice, into to how to combat it and how to, how do we push back on that? And that, I mean, takes some intentional effort. Well, and I think it's a reminder of what source we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Cause even in the scripture, he says, I am in your midst and I am your advocate. And a lot of times I think we look for sources of gladness and upliftment and we're, it's like really what we want. We want that. We're seeking that all the time. And a lot of times we seek it in sources that just cannot give it to us. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this book recently about um, why we don't want to disappoint people. And I suffer from this. I say yes to so many things. See, this is me bearing my soul, Alicia. <laughs> I just really have a difficult time saying no. And I, and I genuinely want to say yes 98% of the time. Like I just love helping people. I love doing it, but it's like, I want to do it because I want to show that I'm committed, that I'm um, responsible, that I'm kind and nice. And I'm, and I, I want them to know that about me. So if I ever got to the point, heaven forbid that I'm actually overdone and stressed out, then I would disappoint them. And I have to look at like, why do I want to do that for these people? Why do I want to stretch myself so thin and say yes to so many things? And it's because I want, I, I want to be happy. I feel like that will give me this source of happiness. And in turn, it ends up making me exhausted, overrun, and I am not the person that I want to be. And I realize that those, that source, they cannot give that to me because my source, the one that gives gladness and lifts my heart is my savior. He's the one that will always give that to me without fail. And there are probably times when saying yes to certain things can make me happy and glad, but it is not consistent. And most of the time I'm overdone and I just can't receive it. But when I say yes to my savior, I will always, I will always feel that upliftment. If you take a minute and stop and think and breathe and say, will this help me in this area that I need or will it not? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just needs to be a black and white um, and thing. And also to have a, someone else like, you know, my husband or someone else there by me to help remind me of what I need and what I can and can't do and my limits, Yeah, you know, especially in the beginning when you're just trying to, yeah, because I am a rookie at this. Like it's going <laughs> right. to take a while. In fact, I just said no. And I felt like I was breaking up with my best friend. <laughs> like I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't do that this week. And I, I felt like I disappointed them and they, and guess what guys, it was, it was perfectly mm-hmm. fine and she was super, super supportive. And it was it was very freeing and very relieving and I felt like I was making a good progress on something. Because guess what? 
if we're so burned out, our hearts will harden towards good things. Mm-hmm. They harden towards friends. They harden towards our family. They harden towards like life. Like good, <laughs> good, like, yeah. like exercise, like whatever that could be really mm-hmm. beneficial to you because we're too burned out because we're looking for sources that can't give us what we need. can't fill our bucket, mm-hmm. but Christ, if we keep ourselves grounded that he is in our midst, or like he is with us all the time. We have a light with us. Mm-hmm. If we can remember his source, it kind of, it, it just is a moment, a little thought that just pulls us and grounds us immediately allows us to breathe for one second and remember who the source is and that we have it. It's so true. So I love this word in verse five, where it says that he is our advocate. Like I am your advocate. And I think about the things, the experiences that Emily and I have shared today. One of us, I was thinking, I'm not doing enough of the right thing. Right. And I'm starting to pull back from things I shouldn't be pulling back from. And Emily was saying, I'm doing too much of everything and I need to pull back and only do the things that he needs me to do. And, and that is the beauty of having an advocate, right? He helps you know when to give more and when to pull back. He does what Emily says. He can give you that feeling. Yeah. Nobody else can. He can give you that lift, when you're taking on more like I was and well, yeah. What to feed it, to lift you. Yeah. And how neat that is that there's this specific thing just for you that he knows. Yeah. He knew what to do to make your heart glad and lift my heart from, from that heavy hardened space that it was in. And we just have to be open to letting him be our advocate, working with him. Yeah, helping to plead our gate, plead our case to not only our heavenly Father but to ourselves. Yeah, it's so like true. He helps us convince us like that we're doing good or where we need to go and what we need to slim down on. And yeah. one of the things that I love about this this scripture, verse five, is sandwiched between verse two and verse six. But verse two and verse six both talk about the same thing. He says, humble yourself. So partner with me, unite with me, then call on me. Like, know you need the help, call on me and then be ready to receive because I'm, I'm coming, right? (laughs) I'm giving you all the things. And then in verse six, the same message, ask and unite with me and then be ready to receive because here it comes. That is how he becomes our advocate, like a real advocate, the one that we're actually, we actually know we don't just hire for an occasion, right? you know? Well, yeah. And a good advocate knows you really well and Mm -hmm. he does. So our tool for you this week is maybe examine the condition of your heart, just like your physical heart. Sometimes you need to pick up the weight. You need to do the exercise. You need to strengthen that heart. And sometimes you need to put the weight down. You have taken on too much and you're putting too much pressure on the muscle that sustains you. And we need a little rest. It's true. So this week, examine the condition of your heart. Where are you? Do you need to put something down? Do you need to pick something up? And as you do it, ask the Lord to be with you in every step of that process because he will be in your midst and we are promised that 
in these scriptures. Yes, we are. And I'm just so grateful for them. And the great thing about all of this is that the Lord knows our heart and exactly what its needs are. And the wonderful thing about God is he also works on the feeling part of things so that we can actually feel his love. And if you're feeling like that is where your heart is lacking, you've been told all the things, but your heart lacks the feeling of lifting and gladness. Just remember he is in your midst and he will help get you there. Just be open to what he has in store for you. And sometimes the things that you need the most are the things you're pushing against the hardest. For sure. We all do it. It's so true. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode today and we just love all of you who are being here with us. So thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. All right. See you later. Bye. Hey guys, our episode has come to the end, but we are so excited that we're going to be able to meet with you guys next time. And we look forward to that. And just so you guys know, we do have an email that you can email us questions or comments or anything that um, you may be wondering about. And just want you to know that you can reach out to us there or on social media. So our email is simplejoyfulhome at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Simple Joyful Home. And we can't wait to see you there. All right. Thanks, guys. Have Bye. a great week. And when we were talking about this, Alicia's like, you know, but how? How do you lift up your head? And so we have this really. Your heart. <laughs> oh, my heck. <laughs> I keep thinking like your head is down and you're like, oh my head. Oh, that's okay. The mic's in a different spot. Remember I how I can't read when this? I need totally to just true. move the book. Okay, Hello. Here we go. I know. It's like they're in weird places today. Did I okay. read it right the first time? You did. Okay. You fixed it and then, and then it was great. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about lift up your heads. Go ahead.